our premise that they're shady, that there's corruption, that they didn't have the money that they were back. We got proven right on that. They basically have come out since and been like, oh, yeah, no. What we meant by being backed one to one is that if you count the money we've loaned out to our own executives, uh, <laughs> uh, then that is like all in there. And it's like, OK, how does the market not implode immediately when you hear that? <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's time for Where Are They Now? You guys ready for Where Are They Now? Adam and Kareem are here. Yes, we are totally pumped for Where Are They Now of fucking crypto. Let's go. That was it. He said, Where Are They Now? Adam and Kareem are here. That's been our episode. And thank you All so right, much thanks for, listening, for listening, everyone. Please, that was uh, good. Subscribe. Uh, we are not financial <laughs> advisors. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, it's gone. No, so basically... I was sitting around and I was remembering some of the times that we made the good calls, right? Like we said some things that ended up being right. And I love to be right on things, as you guys know. So, of course, I needed to check my bias and I needed to be like, have I ever been wrong on things? Have we ever been wrong on things? And it was time to go back to the past, to crypto basic past and talk about coins that we had bad opinions of or that we put just next to the scam category. Now, I'm not talking about like XRP, which is something where we said we don't like the project, but we don't think it's a scam. I'm talking about things that we were like, eh, that looks kind of scammy. There's some red flags <laughs> or whatever. So what coins are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Substratum, KuCoin, Cryptopia, Bitcoin Hex, Tether, Divix or Divi, Dragon Chain, and Fcoin. Those are all the ones that we've at some point oh, had man. something negative to say, and we've got some fun some memory fields disclosure any you know i i was not always a part of this podcast so maybe a lot of those coins were before i was involved so i and my record is impeccable i can't yeah i can't yeah i don't think any of these were adam involved no, no i'm kidding but yeah as a matter of fact one of them, correctly, one of them whatever the right was. answer was whatever the right answer is that's what adam would have predicted. always always correct always. yes so all right we're starting off with the daddy the the one where we actually got the vitriol from people in the community. They attacked our podcast. They started downvoting everything I posted on Reddit. It was great. Substratum. Substratum was... We've got two full episodes on Substratum. Like hour and a half long episodes where we <laughs> talked to people who were doing a lot of the investigative journalism involved. Uh, that was William and Brian. The links are in the show notes for all these previous episodes if you want to go pop in there and check them out. But... What was our position on this? I want to start out with like what our position was, and then we'll talk about different things about the price and, and, and interesting key factors, right? So our position on this was hard scam. This is a scam, right? Like we, <laughs> There was no two ways about it. We were like, this coin is a scam. They're taking your money. This guy's buying fucking houses and doing all kinds of shit. Now, when, when these scams come up, sometimes you're like, well, the coin sticks around forever, right? This coin is still on coin market cap. I went and looked. Uh, the highest price point at now when I'm picking these highest price points, I'm ignoring the 2017 ICO bubble and all these because the highest price point for any coin at that point is meaningless compared to like what it is right. today. Right, Bitcoin is a scam based on that. <laughs> right, exactly. So I so I found their highest price point not in that, which was 82 cents in May of 2018. Their coin was worth 82 cents. Uh, if you remember. This guy, this this project was run by this dude named Justin Tab, who was like some a felon from Polk County, Florida. That like actually he might have been a felon. I don't remember. He went to jail. He went to prison. He did something where he beat up somebody who supposedly raped his sister or something. A lot of a lot of shit there. But he was he was weird. He didn't really seem to know what he was talking about. He's the guy who went on YouTube and said, "All you got to do." is buy low and sell high. You got to buy at the bottom of the bands, <laughs> sell at the top of the bands. We hired a trader to do that with our ICO funds so oh, that man. we can make money. So that, yeah, this was the guy who decided that day trading with the ICO funds was not a scam. And this the is Substratum? Million. Substratum, yeah. They raised 13 million in ICO funds at, at ICO now. Who knows how much they held in Ethereum? But Brent, I have a question though, because you're making it seem like it was just random gambling. Did they have a crypto AI quantum intelligence 
doing some kind of special algorithm that guaranteed they always got the good trade. Because if they had that, then, you know. That's, they didn't even have that. They didn't even pretend oh, to have that. They, they hired a guy. They didn't even pretend to have that. Oh, okay. All right. well, they just were mind. like, yeah, we have a full-time trader. So, <laughs> so they just had a human. <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't even have one of those advanced algorithms. Well, don't worry. We'll get the coins that have those advanced algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> so they raised 13 million ICO. I don't know how much of that actually ended up in their coffers as far as like a, you know, how long they had the money. They announced in September 2019 that they weren't doing anything else with the project, but they were going to go get private funding. So obviously the project was dead. Uh, the community was supposed to kind of like uphold it. Now they did have a particularly stupid community. They, uh, like I said, their community attacked us all the time. There was this guy called Beowulf that really, they must've made like notifications for when I posted on Reddit for a period of time there and post them in their, their telegram or something because every time i posted my posts started with like negative two like within a minute so there was some sort of automation that was that was hitting me or i'm just a moron and i was saying only stupid things that people thought was worth of a downvote but it doesn't happen anymore <laughs> now now i've got all kinds of moons in my uh our cryptocurrency account in case you're you've forgotten there is a crypto coin for posting in our cryptocurrency if you get like upvoted you get these moons uh, that you get at the end of every month. So and you have a cool. bunch of moons now? Are you like a yeah, moon, I have like, I don't, I don't know how many moons. I have like 2,500 moons or something. I don't know if that's a lot or a little, but I have them. Sounds like a lot. So yeah, I, I, that's a lot of moons. Like if you owned that many moons in real life, that's a lot of money. Now you can't trade moons because they're they're like, you know, they're tough to move. They're not very fungible. But uh, it, if you had the moon, that'd be big. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was trying to figure out a moon joke. It just didn't really fly. I was Neither very, did mine. You know, I, I no. actually didn't try to think of it. I said it and it wasn't funny. So that's yeah, better you, than you did better than me. I know it's the first, but you so, know why so, they've never opened a bar on the moon, right? Why? Wouldn't have good atmosphere. <laughs> oh, oh. Guys, wow. please keep the episode going because I don't want to distract you. Jason, with we're going to do jokes out, I think. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Jason, the joke stays. The joke <laughs> stays. Give the audience a treat. So, right. substratum. I substratum, yeah. had some friends who like got into it and then they were like, all right, like I got in, got like a nice little 5X or whatever, and they got out. But like, I never really knew that much about it. I thankfully stayed away. Um, this was before my time. And it seems like you guys just really went in and dissected them and, uh, you know, I hope you saved some people some money. You know, Brent called it and he was very, very, very adamant about it from the beginning. Yeah, it was it wasn't one of those ones where we were just seeing a few red flags. We saw all the red flags, every red flag you can come up with. They were throwing it. Uh, They were a complete scam project. Like I said, we were as hard on them as we possibly could. I I even remember talking to like one of their the the chief marketing officer, and he wouldn't answer my questions, but at least he was nice to me. Like he wouldn't answer them directly. So the verdict on this one is that we were right. We it was around this time that we started developing an apprehension for the name Justin. <laughs> yeah, we, we put him in our little basket of Justins, uh, and we. We realized, like, which Justin is worse. He's often <laughs> nominated for a crypty, whether he gets the biggest douche in crypto. I suspect we'll keep nominating him just as a, uh, you know, because we want him to be there in spirit. Maybe we'll yeah. even name an award after him at some point. Yeah, so, it's nice. Like, he gets to always be there as a reminder of the absolute commitment to douchiness, but his accomplishments were so small that they never deserve an award. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, also... There was me forgetting what I was going to say because I started laughing in the middle of Kareem's joke. So <laughs> I hate go. it when that happens. That happens. Stop, Stop making good jokes, Kareem. Uh, no, no, you, know, he's, well, you know, he just he just made like a cheesy one and then he comes just, you know, bounces back <laughs> like, you know, no problem. The cheesy one was just he was stalling oh, to get to the good one. He I knew remember, he had a good one there somewhere. I remember what I was going to say. So when you started describing who the person was in the head of a uh, head of substrat, I thought you were describing Verge because there's like a dude from Florida who's yeah, like that's, clearly that's another guy. Is that a guy also named Justin? I don't know. Yep. Probably. <laughs> yes, really? Yeah, there it yes. is. Oh, my it God. Is. 
The you know what? Comes I didn't back. It was around Verge. this time. <laughs> the name Justin. And started- I, I had I had Verge for like a week, and I feel like Brent and like four other people. This is before the podcast, actually, and people were just like, "What are you doing? Get out of there!" <laughs> and then Brent tried tried to. Uh, I think he lived in the same town as as uh, Brent, the just this Justin guy in Fort Myers. Yeah, he was from Fort Myers or something. Yeah. And you tried that, it, to communicate with him, but he didn't have it. Yeah, that that I forgot about Verge. I didn't include Verge on this list, but now that we we're, we're kind of talking about Verge and our negative opinion on Verge and how we like have gone on about that, Justin, I can look at it from the same vein. Uh, we, we this has not yet been kind of outed as a scam or anything. Uh, we still absolutely hate the project. We definitely put it in the, the scam bucket. We just haven't been proven right yet. And then uh, as far as their, you know, non-2017 bubble uh, high was for Verge, it was uh, in April of 2018. They got up to nine and a half cents. And today they are 0.0066. So they are about 66% of one cent. The road to Satoshi. They march on <laughs> yeah. to a single Satoshi. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So so we're not necessarily right about Verge yet, but we do plan to be right in the future. Uh, don't need to get back into Verge. I didn't do enough research to like talk about our past episodes and stuff like that. So next up is KuCoin. KuCoin, uh, the exchange. Now, there's a link to the episode where we mentioned KuCoin in the show notes. Now, we talked about KuCoin on our exchanges episode. Uh, Mike at one point really liked KuCoin, but because of some of the what we called on the episodes off white flags, we didn't call them red flags. Our exact quote was off white. We took away our uh, affiliate code. We used to have a KuCoin affiliate code in our show notes and we pulled it. We got it out of there. Not that anybody was using it anyways, but the we didn't want to be possibly associated with them because of some of the off white flags that we were seeing. Right. Uh, I had some issues with their interface. I didn't like their kind of MLM style referral bonuses, uh, which we had talked about on the episode. We compared them to an MLM a little bit, but we didn't go so far as to say that they were a scam because they weren't doing all the MLM stuff. Like You didn't need to buy in to be a part of their affiliate program and that kind of thing. But they had this video, which I, I linked it in the show notes. It's a hilariously shitty video describing how their referral system worked with the KuCoin shares. So you can go down there and watch it if you if you want. It's like four and a half minutes long. It's worthwhile. Uh, but we never went as far as to call them a scam. So, but what the reason I brought this up is because my first troll came from this. My first over like troll that attacked me because of the cryptocurrency podcast was because of our lukewarm stance on KuCoin. He still attacks me to this day. Really? So, yes. So I'm going to I'm going to tell on the episode we actually mention it a little bit, but I'm going to tell the whole story here because it's <laughs> it's funny, it's interesting. So Mike is arguing with some guy on Facebook about crypto in general and he's trying to tell him about the the off-white flags that we're seeing on KuCoin. But Mike doesn't have like the crypto knowledge necessary to actually go toe to toe with somebody. So he brings me in. He's like, Hey Brent, can you help me like talk to this guy? Basically tags me into this like argument with this dude. So I jump over there and I'm talking to him and I'm doing my argument style, which is like my argument style in real life. When you're talking to me face to face might be to call you an idiot. I don't know. But on Facebook, I mostly just show that you're an idiot by responding to you without like being aggressive. (laughs) At some point, this guy just loses his fucking mind. And he tells, he says that we need to fight. Like, we just need to go. We need need to go to fisticuffs, right? (laughs) And I don't remember even the context of the argument, but I remember this. The guy goes, I bet you one Bitcoin you couldn't get in a ring with me and not wet your pants. And I was like, okay. Absolutely. I will absolutely... You put up the I don't Bitcoin. Have to win or anything. I just have to I, not wear my pants. I just have to not pee my you, pants, right? You so, can beat the shit out of me. That's fine. But as long as I don't pee, I'm yeah. making that money. 
literally like, just don't put, drink any liquids 24 hours before the fight. <laughs> push the Bitcoin in escrow. I'll put mine in escrow. We'll pay for the ring and the ref and everything out of the escrow, right? And this guy will get to basically punch me one time before I go down and I quit, right? But I, but I'll, at the time, Bitcoin was 20000 and I'd be happy to take 20000 from him in this in this scenario. So I snap call. Let's do this. Like, I'm totally game to do this. We'll, I'll even donate some portion of charity. Everything, right? So the guy goes, oh, just to be clear, bleeding is wetting your pants or, or is, is getting wet. Sorry, he said getting wet. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what okay, like, there? I don't know if like your first punch is going to cause my nose to bleed or something. I have no idea. But uh, but, but like if you want to do this bet on a fight where I don't pee myself, like you just said, then we'll do it. This ends up finishing. But this guy is like a poker dealer. He uh, he deals at like the World Series of Poker. I, I don't know him. I've never met him as far as I know. He deals sure? at like the Hard Rock. Like he hates you or something. Yeah, I've absolutely never run into this guy in my life that I know of. Like I, I've never, unless I've been in a party and like didn't know who he was and like made fun of him at a beer punk table or something. Never. He doesn't look familiar to me. I wouldn't even recognize him if I saw him out because like all I've seen is his Facebook pro- profile picture, right? But what happens is we have a bunch of mutual friends and I didn't block the guy. So over the last couple of years, if I comment on a mutual friend who's a poker dealer, he will pop in there and be like, hey, remember when you welched on that Bitcoin bet that we made? You said snap call and you didn't give it to me. And I'm just like every time I'm like, dude, I will still fight you for a Bitcoin. Like I will still do the same thing that you think that I didn't do like, let's do this. And this all came from our lukewarm stance on KuCoin. I think the last time he had one of these episodes was maybe a, a month ago. He always just comes in there. And then I just, I have like the, uh, I have like the screenshots saved every time he does it. I just throw them on there and I'm like, yep, this is what he's talking about. I still am offering and I still will accept. <laughs> so idiot from facebook world if you're listening to the podcast maybe you're such a hater that you listen to me all the time uh we'll still fight you for a bitcoin so i i don't actually my pants i don't actually have much of an issue with kucoin Um, no no, uh, we're gonna get there yeah so uh, we were wrong about this that the the spoiler uh, is like we we had these off-white flags and we were wrong and you know at, at the same time it's an exchange but uh i mostly i including that for the story time is great now now the price action is still leaves a lot to be desired but it does on everything so in may 2018 was basically the highest point since the 2017 bubble they were up to five dollars uh, a coin then their kucoin shares are 81 cents now but they are as far as exchanges are concerned ranked on crypto or coin market cap they're ranked one below gemini who we definitely wow. don't have any problem with on a red flag standpoint, right? Like for being a scam. So the actual verdict, in my opinion here, like Adam said, he has no problems with KuCoin, is that they are no no more risky than any non-Binance or, or Coinbase style exchange. They have all the same inherent risk built into keeping your money on an exchange or using an exchange. But otherwise, I think they're functioning fine. So I don't think there's an exit scam coming. I don't think that like they're going to fall apart. I think they're probably holding their funds. And again, every exchange has the ability to just like fake their death and get out of here. I would have probably if I knew what Quadriga CX was before the whole thing, I probably would have said they were reasonable to keep your money on. So, yeah. Uh, have you used KuCoin, Adam? Yes, I've uh, been on there. Uh, I had a couple. I mean, maybe I was uh, someone that kind of fell for the hype with Mike. And you guys uh, forever uh, ago. And what's funny is I was very against KuCoin when it first started. But like Mike kept, I kept seeing not like my rule is for for shows. If I see something like three times from three different groups, like someone posting, hey, (laughs) like this show's good, you know, like and it's a three different groups of people that I trust, then I'll like give it a shot. And uh, I feel like some that's a pretty good rule for a lot of things. And I just kept seeing KuCoin pop up from th- other people that I like, you know, kind of was like, you know, all right, I value their opinion. But then it was like such like a 
Like I'm dealing with Binance at the time and Binance is so much better interface than, than KuCoin. KuCoin just looked like yeah. it was, and I was like, this is just a clear scam. It's just like an affiliate kind of like they just <laughs> put it up overnight. And it's like, if you look at KuCoin now, they've come a long way and it seems like it's a very usable site and they'll give you, uh, you know, uh, every month they just give you some, if you hold KuCoin, they'll give you like shards of, or I forget what they call like dust, dust. of, uh, you know, coins and whatever, but like, there's just a lot of things going on there. It doesn't seem like it's necessarily a, a scam. Um, it just seems like it's there and it's one of the exchanges that have kind of weathered the storm and, and, and scaled. And, and yeah, that, that was the issue. The reason why people started turning to KuCoin was because there were so many uh, exchanges that couldn't deal with the like Kraken was unusable. Poloniex was unusable. Binance was the only one that was mostly serviceable. Coinbase was like like Coinbase Pro. GDAX was unusable. There were so many Bittrex. Like there were so many exchanges that couldn't handle the volume that they were dealing with because they couldn't scale fast enough. Coinbase still can't. Every time Bitcoin goes up like 20%, Coinbase goes down. It's ridiculous. It's actually remarkable. Not even 20%. It's like 10% when it goes down. It's pretty funny. I know. But yeah, so we were definitely wrong eating some crow here on the risk reward in if KuCoin. If only I was on the podcast, I could have steered you guys <laughs> you uh, maybe. You would have. No, remember at the time they were like there was one of the off white flags was they said they were based in Hong Kong but they weren't and like somebody went to their offices and they were just empty. It was just like there was some serious issues at the time but they got past them I guess. So I haven't been keeping up on it, but they see the the site. I did log back into there for the first time ever, and yeah, it looks way better now. So, uh, props to KuCoin for making us wrong. I love eating crow on things. I'm not gonna put any money on there anytime soon because I just don't really have any reason to. If I did, I would treat them just like I treat like um, any other exchange. I would pull off any money that would ever bother me if it was gone. So, anyway. Next up is another exchange that we had a little bit of a position on. Won't spend a lot of time on this since we've even bragged about it on previous episodes, but Cryptopia. <laughs> this one we were not wrong on. Uh, there, one of the, I, I couldn't find the sound clip, but one of the listeners found a sound clip of me where I literally say I would not put any money on Cryptopia. I think it's terrible kind of thing. I don't remember exactly what I said, but we did not like Cryptopia. We thought Cryptopia was bad. They went down on July 3rd They're st- in t- 2019. They're still in liquidation nobody's gotten any money from them you know good luck but at least there is somebody pretending to get you the money it's like same thing with mount gox like those people ended up working out pretty well because they just got to force hodl those bitcoins all that time but these i don't know i don't think cryptopia is working out very well for anybody but good news is that new zealand doesn't have coronavirus which is where cryptopia was based so they got that going for them so at least their courts are functioning so maybe you'll get some money back not gonna spend a lot of time on that one cryptopia i i i this was another one where uh you know you guys were right that was very impressive i was just a listener then and i definitely didn't see that one i used it it was kind of there it was one of the places you would go if you wanted to get some really deep off the radar (laughs) coin and you're like how do they even have it on here shout out to bank chain (laughs) yeah so i mean i guess in that regard that's kind of if you're allowing all these off the wall, you know, coins without much, uh, not not verification, but like there's you know, like uh, they were just were not really doing their due diligence on these coins and just allowing like if we had divide decided to start a coin and just put it up there, it probably wouldn't have been that hard to get it online there. So that that's definitely got to be a red flag in itself. Yeah, the exchanges that'll just let any coin in, they don't care. I agree. Red flaggy. So this next one, we have not really done a dive into, which I want to do next week. So I started the research here. I am telling you that our opinion is scam. And I'm going to tell you some of the stuff that I'm seeing right off the bat, which (laughs) you guys are going to agree with me that this is scam. But Bitcoin Hex, like we've made jokes about it. I thought it was probably already going to be gone. But nope, it is currently an ongoing scam. So next week we are going to do another red flags episode where we're going to talk about this well we're going to record it next week i don't know when it's going to be released but we're recording red flags on this uh but right now they're still kicking now why do i know this is a scam remember that trevon james idiot that was 
shilling BitConnect and like having beef with Doug Polk and stuff. So I saw him comment about he like attacked Charles Hoskinson the other day on Twitter. He he said like Charles was these are good enemies to make. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's I like, like oh, you're making vaporware or something. And I'm like, really? The fucking BitConnect idiot is still one in existence. Two has decided to talk shit to Charles Hoskinson. So I go to his YouTube. Holy shit! Not only is this guy still around, he's got 114,000 fucking subscribers on his YouTube. <laughs> And he's still posting videos, and a lot of them are about Bitcoin Hex. Now, I didn't link to him in the show notes. I have absolutely no interest in anybody going to this dude's YouTube. But here's some great fucking titles from his actual YouTube that exist right now. Five steps to turn $200 into $200,000 with cryptocurrency is the title of one of his videos. Next video, Vitalik. This is the Vitalik reference. Vitalik sent me six hundred thousand dollars worth of hex Mm -hmm. i know vitalik has nothing to do with hex so this must be some like bot or scam or or maybe he's even doing this in jest i have no idea i'm not gonna watch his fucking video and give him the time of day or maybe it was vitalik batnerik obviously (laughs) yeah the famous uh slovenian hex yeah maybe he spells the name with a one so, Don't make know. assumptions and then blame Trayvon for your own assumptions. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, next up. This one, the title wasn't that weird. How to make money with crypto was the name of the title of the video, right? But my favorite part is in the thumbnail, he's holding up a stack of cash. U.S. dollar cash in the video. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seemed to me hilarious that that's what he was doing. Whatever. Hey, here's a crypto video. Let me show you a bunch of fiat. Yeah. Then another video name, why hex can easily in caps reach $1. So next and finally, hex is up 315%. What a scam, right? So he's doing that self-aware MLM style thing where he knows it's a scam. Join our episode next week where we break down all these red flags. Apparently the dude who created this is actually like giving, it's not like BitConnect where there was a, uh, fake founder like you don't know who he is this guy exists so i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna somebody's gonna some end of up in prison wait are Hopefully. they even in the u.s no of course i'm sure they're not his oh, name's okay. richard hart uh so we're we're gonna find out exactly how this bitcoin hex scam works and what is happening to people please do not go to any of these places and consume that content trust us to give you the curated version <laughs> so that you don't give them any views and clicks Nah, whatever. Go there if you want, but I, I hate I hate giving people like that views. Anyway, that so that's that's it. That's a teaser for another episode and a couple hilarious names. Funny that Trevon James still exists. Uh, you know what? Just because I'm thinking of it, let's go to Carlos Matos. Carlos Twitter. Matos, what's he up to? Well, remember the last time we checked in on him, he was uh, he was selling Herbalife. But he was a life coach for a bit. Yep. Uh, so he still has his herbal life background on his Twitter, and I got his last tweet paper. is: "I am currently stick in the toilet without toilet paper. Someone please bring some to." And then he posts his address. <laughs> please enter through toilet wing- window. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> what the f- what? <laughs> Is that what he's like? Not, people like to hear no, no, no. I don't understand. Bro. This somehow like exceeded all expectations for what we would have thought his last tweet was. What the <laughs> fuck? I just thought I was not that prepared. Was, that was not life. planned. Yeah. Uh, and and wait, it gets better. His his tweet before that, February twenty sixth, Bitcoin is a scam, <laughs> manipulated. By Sudanese government and Voucher Express customer service department. So I have sold my 0.28 BTC. Leave me alone. <laughs> wow. This is actually crazy because this is three weeks after um, like lockdown started. He lives in New York. Quarantine was always like going to be real rough for New York. So that means he just didn't buy toilet paper. Like, yeah, and and then ran out two weeks into quarantine. And what is a toilet window? Oh, it's the bathroom window because he's okay. It's the bathroom Good job, window. Carlos. All right, 
Always got to check in on our favorite scam whenever we're talking about scams. And then uh, he also says, Happy New Year's to Hex Traders, January 1st. What? Masad. He mentions Hex? Masad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bitcoin agents connected. keep scrolling. Did you this hear? Be, this has to be a fake account then. I don't know. But I remember seeing videos of Carlos on the sky. I don't know, man. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, of course, he has, mentions Hex. I feel like this has to be fake. I don't know. Wow. But this seems like too good for it to be fake. I have no idea. Whatever it is, it it, it we'll, we'll we'll move on past our buddy Carlos. We'll investigate the fakeness or realness of this account in a future episode. So here's another one. Tether, one we've had a very mm. specific, very very specific position on. <laughs> this is the I remember vividly beginning of the podcast, Kareem messaging me he's like we have to do an episode about tether tonight right now it's about to blow it's going out it's going down tomorrow <laughs> all these things happened <laughs> and yes uh, am i overselling the nope no he's not overselling it i'll 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 set up the scene it was pre- i basically it was when the story was breaking that the team the auditing company that tether had hired to do an audit of Tether in which they were going to show that they were backed, you know, one-to-one, everything was up and up. That company quit or Tether fired them. Yeah, um, they fired them. Yeah, they fired them. And it was like, they had made a big deal about the fact that they had finally gotten an independent audit. So I was like, exactly as Brent said, I was like, yo, we need to do a thing. We need to tell people to get out of Tether, blah, blah, blah. We did our first basic blitz episode, literally based off of that. Of course, I didn't realize at the time that we lived in a, in a universe where none of this stuff matters apparently it's nope. just like the stock market like 46 million unemployed and and you pandemic and stuff uh record-breaking prices it's kind of like two that. years later on stage at at the conference we asked how many of you think tether is backed one-to-one not a single hand in the entire conference is raised tether is just an open not backed one-to-one secret anymore people just don't care it, it, it they keep printing money and nobody cares about Tether. They're doing the exact same thing as the U.S. government, just printing money with absolutely no backing, nothing whatsoever. So I don't know why, uh, like Bitcoin maximalists have taken this like stance of Tether's fine. It was it's super weird to me. I'm still we, we haven't been proven right about this yet. I mean, I guess we I really think we have because at this point I think we've proven that Tether is not backed one to one by the dollar. They're at least using a fractional reserve. Uh, at at best, that's the best case scenario. Is they have a a fractional reserve, and and they're investing in whatever the hell they've decided to invest in, and then at worst, at some point, it'll implode. But hasn't yet. So I guess we're not wrong or we're not right yet. But I don't know. I I'm still well on that one. But I will say, uh, I've been doing some random buys, purchases, rebalancing, and Dai is getting significantly more ubiquitous. I mean. You can use it very easily. I, I mentioned a few episodes ago that I went ahead and leveraged some Ethereum on the MakerDAO just to see how it worked. It was easy. I got the die. I sent the die to Abra is the exchange I happen to use. I bought, uh, I think, Horizon with it. I sent it back. Or no, I'm sorry. I bought, uh, uh, I've, done, I've done it two times. So one time I bought Horizon. The other time I bought Nano and then sent it to an, an account that I didn't have. But so... I've purchased coins with it. Super easy. I might be missing something on the on the spread, but I'm not buying enough coins that it matters. So it's not like I'm I'm out there buying a hundred thousand dollars worth of a project and I need to make sure that the spread is really tight so that my average buy price is good. I'm just like putting in market orders for whatever it exists whatever's there. I'm like, I don't care. So die is super easy now. There's no reason to use Tether, in my opinion. Hopefully it just gets more and more adoption. I know Binance has it, Coinbase has it. Uh, Kraken has it. Like all the different coin exchanges that I would use are all using Dai now. It just isn't the number one market. Like they're they haven't paired it with every coin. So Tether is paired with every coin. So slowly but surely, once there is liquidity there, they will probably switch over. So hopefully that continues to happen. I will. I've been, I'm sorry. I've been checked out because I've just been a Carlos Matos uh, rabbit hole the past ten <laughs> minutes trying to figure out if it's him or not. Welcome to our live update, Carlos Matos on the street, Adam Levy. What have you found out? He's still making videos on YouTube for like life help. Like I dream and visualize and nothing happens that, but nothing happens. (laughs) That's one of his videos. Uh, I mean, 
I, I, the secret's not even working for Carlos Matos. Yeah. This poor guy. Also, like, there's pictures on his Twitter where you just like, you know, I'm trying to figure out if it's him or not. But if it is not him, it's a really good commitment. Like, he's got. So I guess uh, he follow his uh, wife follows him, and he follows his wife, and he's retweeting his wife. Then that would be another account that was made. I mean, I don't know if this is fake. Then like, well done. But if it isn't, my it's, wife doesn't believe in me. Uh, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, my God, bro. All right. Well, I'm back from the rabbit hole. It was a deep one. And uh, Tether is uh, still around. I think we should all just use Die if we're going to use anything. Over use Die. Opt out of Tether. Do it. And, you know, you don't have to lock up coins to use Die. So, all right. Uh, before you move on, I do want to point out we're not necessarily wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've we're not been necessarily wrong. wrong. We just haven't we're, been right yet. We haven't been right on the timing. But I do have to point out the fact that whatever additional evidence has come out of Tether, like nothing has ever happened with Tether since that reassured us more, other than the fact that it all didn't come crumbling down. Like, I guess that's the only thing it can hang its hat on. Yeah, sure. That in and of itself. But like, it's not like people aren't able to make scams go on longer or that bubbles can't go on longer or whatever. But like our premise that they're shady that there's corruption, that they didn't have the money, that they were back. We got proven right on that. They basically have come out since and been like, oh, yeah, no. What we meant by being backed one-to-one is that if you count the money we've loaned out to our own executives, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) then that is like all in there. And it's like, okay, how does the market not implode immediately when you hear that? (laughs) We're living in a weird post-truth world. People just don't care on these things sometimes. It's very strange. So... Whatever, this is part of it. Hopefully, crypto gets more mature sooner than later. All right, next up, a project called Divi. Now, this was one of our original 101 episodes that we did because Mike picked it in his portfolio contest. Yeah. I don't remember necessarily the purpose of the project. This one, I don't remember. Uh, I think... Uh, I don't I'll even know tell if you I was... why you don't remember that, Brent, because the project didn't have a purpose. It didn't have a solution. That was one of my major critiques. <laughs> okay. uh, I didn't... <laughs> I remember my critique of DV specifically. If you remember, it was the one that seemed to be completely based around the more DV you had, the more money you would make exponentially. Like... It wasn't like a cryptocurrency that was going to have uh, staking. It was a staking mechanism with a current, like with a currency. You know what I mean? Like it was right. all so about was like the bigger staking. your node was, the bigger percentage it's going to be. It was literally just designed, in my opinion, to appeal to the target audience, which were young people interested in investing in crypto at an early stage to create staking mining pools. But it had no like. They paid zero attention to project sustainability or like, I'm telling you, it's felt like a pyramid scheme. Oh, this is not DivX or... It is. It It used to be called DivX. Now it's just called Divi. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm sure they would argue it's a currency, but like... Just based on what you're saying there, I agree with you that this coin should have been in the scam, scam category. Sounds like it has red flags. I don't like it. I never really looked into it. I never looked back into it. Here's what I did look at. It still exists. Not only does it still exist, it is the only coin that we've mentioned that has gone up since it's high. It's all-time high non-bubble was November 2018, and it was uh, just under one penny per coin. Today, it's trading at over four cents a coin, a 440% increase uh, in the last couple of years. I don't know if you're looking at the right... Wait, you're talking about November? I was just yeah. like, I'm just looking at it. It's at 29 cents right now. Divi exchange, right? Or is this a different? No, no, it's a mix. Oh God, man! There's so there's Divi. Wait, there's are there Divix. more than one? No, no. This is this is a uh, Divi. The yeah. Divi masternodes yeah. or whatever. 4. Yeah, 6. yeah, four point six. It's just Divi, oh. and it's at point it, zero. It looks like the spike in price literally came recently, Brent. It, it came in April of two thousand twenty. There's yeah. just a massive spike. It's been it's been going ballistic in the last like couple of months. It's very strange. Again, this doesn't mean that it's necessarily not a scam. Again, maybe they've changed. Maybe. They've well, pivoted in some way. Here's what I do remember about the about the project. And I, I only rem- I wasn't really on the episode, but I remember this. 
one of their developers uh, or one of their project leads <clears throat> did talk to his Discord about our thoughts on the project. And what he said was the only person who's ever had a reasonable response to what we did. He said, what they're doing is taking the available information, mm-hmm. they're looking at it, and they're making a decision. If that's what the conclusion that they came to by looking at, at the available information, then we need to do better on the available information that we're putting out. Basically, he said that, like, I can't blame them for coming to this conclusion. We need to be better at making people understand that we're a real project. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that. And listen, I want to clarify one thing. At the time, I didn't say necessarily yeah, we didn't call it's a, it a scam, right? But my big critique was that it was structured in such a way that I didn't see how it could possibly have a nice, sustainable, healthy economy. To me, the the miners or the stakers shouldn't shouldn't have all of the currency supply, right? Like that doesn't right. make any sense. You're supposed to support the system. So if you have all of the money then it doesn't have that much value outside of your staking network. And I remember specifically that DivX was all about like, man, if you could just get to that extra layer node, you were going to make so much more percentage. And if you get to the one after that, you're going to make so much more. And I'm like, all right, fast forward five years, the guys who started with all the big nodes are going to have everything. And you know what I mean? It, it just, it's yeah. going to be so skewed. That was my critique. I'm looking at their website. You know, I'm I'm scrolling down here. One click subscribe and deploy masternodes our next generation wallet lottery blocks um right. Uh they're the the white paper or the light paper. Uh Michael Greenwood was the name of the yep. CTO. That I remember his name now. Yeah. So he was the guy who said they're just put they're just responding to what we put out there. They uh we need to do better. I I I don't remember looking at this the first time. The site looks nice. It looks good. But it is not appealing to anything that I am interested in crypto. Um, you know, I not that I don't stake coins. I mean, there's there's coins I stake. I I have Decred. I stake that. I will stake Cardano when it's a thing you can do. I didn't do the incentivized test net because I'm lazy. But yeah, so it is what it is. I I think we're and you know what? Look, that's a good example, right? Because I I know sometimes I'll get critique for being very like uh, pro Cardano, and you know a lot has changed too. You know, I got to go back and look at the project again. But that's a perfect example. When I was reading the material that Cardano was coming up with, with how their staking system was going to work, something that probably if you're looking at staking, you'd be a little disappointed is that it was specifically designed to cap how much staking you're going to be able to make, right? You're not going to double your money or anything like that. It was kind of capped at a you know, manageable return on investment. And the pools are designed so that you have as many pools as possible and it's distributed. So you can't like accumulate a bunch. It, it's basically creating a cap as opposed to, I felt like Div, DivX was trying to send the opposite message. Like, nah, bro, get as much money as you can and you'll, we'll give you more money. And if you can pile up with some friends and get a bigger node, you're going to be making like an even bigger percentage. <laughs> and it's just like, that's what it's all about. And even some of yeah. the ideas that I liked um, like I remember the the lottery block, uh, believe it or not, it, when they explained, it was actually kind of interesting from the perspective of like, oh, all active wallet holders every once in a while will get this. But it was interesting. But at the same time, it reinforced the idea that what they had to offer was like the more money you put into the system, the more you might randomly game, like get right. more of itself. And it's. Again, it didn't seem like an additional incentive to a healthy ecosystem. It seemed like, no, this is what it is. Like, you use this coin to either stake it or try to win this lottery. Like, I don't know. So I clicked on their, like, Divi 2.0 thing, and they've got a picture of an app that looks like Venmo with a Visa and MasterCard behind it. I don't know if they actually have a debit card. I can't find the information on whether it says send money around the globe in a swipe. Like sending via via like a Venmo style thing, withdraw to your bank account, but it doesn't seem to seem to have a debit card. I don't know. It all looks clean. It's still there. It still exists, and it looks like it's a coin that's built around buy as much of it as you can, which I guess is going to make the price go up. I don't know. Very strange. Wouldn't say that we were right about this one. I don't think that we can say that we were right on saying that they were a bad project, but at the same time, we didn't really say they were a scam. So you're right in the. Sense that it's not 
an interesting project to us. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll see what they can come up with, but yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. I maybe maybe I should do some more research, to figure out what they are. But we didn't necessarily get that one wrong. Not something. Actually, I'm not going to do more research because it's not a project I'm interested in. So <laughs> you know, maybe Mike's master notes have been making him a lot of money. I don't know. Who knows? Next up, another of uh, Mike's portfolios that you <laughs> didn't like so much: the Dragon Chain. This was another one that I think it was just you and him on the episode. I don't remember yeah. if I was there, and it was a. The whole point of Dragon Chain was to launch ICOs, right? Yeah, I think so. And it was like a Disney kind of... Well, at first it said it was Disney, but then it was some kind of other thing. But yeah, I think they made ICOs or or an incubator, basically. Yeah, they were like turnkey ICOs. Like, you want to do an ICO, you go to them and they, like, do it for you, right? Their subreddit still exists. It's not, like, dead. But their highest price since the bubble was $1.35. Their current price is $0.09. So they've had a massive drop off. They've had no resurgence. They're outside the top hundred. There was a lot of hype behind this project because, like you said, the Disney name existed. It was it was some sort of project that was originally built for Disney theme parks or something. But it wasn't Disney developing it. Disney had nothing to do with it. They just like at some point made the code and some people co opted the code and were using it or something like that, right? Like I don't remember, but I do remember the when I listened to that episode, you hilariously had this issue where you're like. Yeah, their whole point is launching ICOs, right? And then the first like four or five ICOs they launched, all were like they didn't even launch them right. They, they, <laughs> right, they, right, they like right. didn't go live or something. Right. There, there was right. like, oh, we got this date and then it didn't go live, or like this one sucked. It, they, they basically failed at their only job. They had one job and they didn't launch the they ICOs. Had to, they had to, like, now, push back their their first one, I think, for whatever reason. We made a mistake. I, I remember that as we were going through it, it was literally just like why would you have confidence in this project based on the track record right now? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what their track record's been like since. I know ICOs don't exist anymore. So, you know, like they maybe they pivoted into IPOs or uh, not IPOs, uh, I or IEOs. That's right. It, uh, exchange offerings or whatever, maybe. I don't know. But they fell way out of the top 100. I don't know if they're still working, if they're still developers doing anything. I wouldn't say it's a scam yet. So we can't say we were right. But this is one of the ones that I think that we were more on the side of, like, we said it wasn't good. It still isn't good. It hasn't become a thing. I don't think it will become a thing. I, I definitely um, dipped my toes into some dragon chain. I had a friend uh, who decided, you know, he was, like, talking it up. And then I was like, sure, I got some. And uh, I actually went to a magic tournament. And I, this is... Uh, it was just a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on back then. Uh, with like you know, like a, a lot everything. of everything. Yeah, like I pro, I definitely should have done more research on the projects I invested in. But it felt like everything was just doing well. So it'd be like, mm. all right, like I'll get this a little bit of that, like whatever. And I just remember thinking that like it was touted as Disney's blockchain, or right. like Disney right. was somehow, and and I didn't look enough into that one. So then I went to a magic tournament and someone was wearing like a Disney incubator shirt or something. And I was like, oh, that dragon chain's involved with that. Is that dragon chain? And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he was like, he was legitimately offended that I like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, sorry, man, my bad. And just like, Ooh. and then you sold your dragon chain like you did your research. Now, so I'll tell you about some of my research back in the day. Here's how I would do it. Adam would message me about some coin. That like he's had messaged about him and like you were in this chat with some like really smart poker players, right? So you'd be like, oh, check out this coin, the new thing. And I'd go, all right, let's go look. And the only coin that I the only ICO that I invested in at that time, I actually invested in two that I still own the coins of is engine. And it's I'm pretty sure it's up from ICO, right? Oh, it uh, I think engine ICO at like four cents or something and it's currently at 18 which is remarkable for a coin that like went through the like yeah ICO through the bubble. the bubble so, so that that, yeah. I think that honestly might be one of the best projects in the space and i've been ta- i've definitely been on i mean i did the engine 101 podcast that was yeah that was your episode, appearance right. and i've just been like completely for it you know since then they created the erc 1155 token um, now they're in Minecraft and stuff like they're just doing great stuff. But that was pretty much the only one. OK, so, yeah, that's our quick version of ICOs. Quick version of how my research used to be done. Take O'Man's project. See or Adam's. See what it's going to be. 
and then make a decision. I, I chose to buy two. I bought Engine and Spank Chain. I sold Spank Chain pretty quickly after it went crazy. I just went and looked to see if they were still a thing. Uh, they, they are. Uh, well, their their rank is nine ninety two on Coin Market Cap, so they're 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 barely inside the top thousand. I wonder if Booty Coin is on there. No, I, I I just don't think it caught on. I don't know if they they, they just didn't get any of the cam models. It made all the things on Spank Chain made sense to me, but uh, they are. I think they're still kind of operating. It's just like not really, you know doing very well because you you know what kind of, they didn't no one expected only fans you know like, yeah. like if you don't feel like you're getting enough money from the webcam you don't go to another webcam site because like there there's not enough traffic there you end up going to only fans to just get people to buy your pics or whatever so adam when is your only fans gonna release i don't know but i will happily uh show my no i'm kidding uh but there are people show my on, beard yeah show my beard off there are people on OnlyFans that are like comedians and stuff so it's kind of morphing That's what's insane. funny what's funny is patreon and this is kind of like a little bit of like a derail but OnlyFans is having the best fucking quarantine out of any business better than zoom better than anything Hundred percent. There's gonna be. I, I'm calling it now. I feel like there's gonna be an OnlyFans billionaire, like some girl who like made like a billion dollars from just fucking being on OnlyFans and leveraging her platform. <laughs> but um, so Patreon started as like you know this is like a good thing for creators and stuff, and then it turned into kind of like now like Instagram models and you know porn stars started hopping on Patreon. Whereas I feel like OnlyFans was like you know what we're just gonna go that route from the start. And it got so big that now, like, I think Big J Okerson I saw was on OnlyFans and some other, like, is a comedian. There's comedians on there now. And it's kind of coming the other way where they start not legit in the sexual porn world. And then they kind of come over and now it's just transcending. Right. Maybe as I'll switch over to, good. we can switch podcast over to OnlyFans. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the route we should go. <laughs> you know, we'll just. We'll have like the network will definitely be better. I'd be willing to bet that our listeners probably have more OnlyFan accounts than they do Patreon. Interesting. Okay. So let us know if you have an OnlyFans (laughs) account that has some some stray dollars that you know, maybe maybe we have both. I don't know. Maybe we'll have have to see. Yeah, I mean I do I have seen uh, I mean Brent has been he will do stuff for money. Like not, not. I mean, I don't mean it in that regard. But like, yeah, I mean, he, I'm, I'm trying to fight a guy for a Bitcoin. <laughs> but if there there were bets that were made and stuff that like he'll just he'll take his shirt off, whatever. I did chug a bottle of syrup one time for I think ninety dollars. Oh, you all, wait one time. I paid you fifty bucks. Oh for, yeah, twice. I've paid you fifty bucks to eat a cup of queso. Oh yeah, no yeah, the queso. Yeah, I at, chugged the at Laredo uh, Grill in um, Cantina Laredo. Yeah, Cantina yeah. Laredo at Gulfstream in Florida. Shitty Mexican restaurant, man. It's expensive. It's not that good, but their queso was great, and I got paid fifty dollars to drink the whole bowl of the queso. Oh my god! Like chug style, and it was shortly after I chugged the bottle of uh, the the syrup. Don't ever do that, by the way. I saw it in Super Troopers. Thought it would be fine. I had massive explosive diarrhea for like two days oh after man we almost made it a full oh. episode no yeah, don't do that all right speaking of explosive it- diarrhea let's talk about f coin the final coin <laughs> on our list of scams that uh we released uh, our stance on this one was pretty clear we released an episode that said f coin is a scam <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't any or is f coin a scam sorry our that was the name of our episode we took a very clear stance on this thing uh, our answer was fucking yes, it's a scam. Fcoin was this coin that did the transaction mining, where the way you mined the cryptocurrency was by doing transactions with it. So the more transactions you did, the more crypto you got. Oh, I don't see how that could possibly work out bad and be like wash trading or whatever. So uh, if you go to Coin Market Cap and look up Fcoin, uh, we have the link in the show notes. CoinMarketCap.com/exchanges/exchanges/slash/fcoin. All it says is we have received reports of impeded withdrawals due to insolvency, and it is featured as an untracked listing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's gone. So I didn't I I think we might have mentioned on a flagship that they went under at some point, but I didn't really know. Like it wasn't top of mind when I was looking this up. Uh, So I went ahead and like decided to look up what the hell happened. 
and in February of this year, they went down. Uh, they blamed poor auditing for their shutdown. They said, uh, yeah, you know, when we started, we, we weren't really keeping track of all our funds very well. And uh, that kind of led to us stealing all your money and shutting down. They actually exit scammed. It's not like they just like their coins stopped being valuable. They their cold wallets started transferring the money out. This was the company that like they actually got they went to jail, right? There, did they? I, I thought F coin was the the one that we covered in China where there were people that like got caught. There were like seven people. It was a group of them. Hold on, let me look it up. I think I know what you're talking about. I think what you're talking about is that other one that like was the equivalent of BitConnect that went real crazy in China. Yeah, I think it was zero coin or something. I don't know. It wasn't zero coin. Yeah, I think it. it, You're you're probably right that I'm thinking of something else. So it wasn't that one, but that one was kind of hilarious because it was just like a bunch of people that knew no nothing knew nothing about the space and were just they just had all they got a lot of money from it, but. I did a quick Google search on Fcoin jail and Fcoin prison. Neither one gave us any results. There is another coin that I remember that we talked about that the people did end up going to jail on, but that was not the same one. So that's it. That's eight of the coin. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of the coins, nine of the coins, depending on what you think about uh, some of the other ones that we mentioned. And finally, the last piece of that puzzle is BitConnect. We didn't mention it. We've talked about it overarching, <laughs> but remember BitConnect, when we came out with the podcast, BitConnect imploded like a month later like we didn't have time to get to it before it blew up we were talking shit about it we made like motto strokes but by the time we got to that point it wasn't something that we could take a stance on it wasn't exactly a hot take it was plus token plus token okay yeah so plus token were the ones who went to jail yeah all right any any closing thoughts here y'all any any coins you want to say uh you want to take some stances on for the future Mm, i've been tether. out of the game <laughs> tether tether, tether. Will yeah still playing our flag on tether yeah. ripple so. ripple ripple um, whoa, no. whoa i mean I'm, I'm just it more so ripple just doesn't really have a use case it seems and like everyone's just been like no 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 it's gonna be this and it's the coins like, apparently ripple's a good company but the company is but the the coin doesn't really have i think i've even seen the uh like one of the the guys in charge kind of claim that the coin doesn't have much of a use case, but maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, we'll be Ripple's wrong. Ripple's one of those ones that I hate the community behind it, or I did. I don't know what the community is like anymore, but the XRP army was annoying as hell, and I think that was a function of them being basically the cheap coin that was in the top five or whatever, the one that had the lowest price. So the lowest common denominator would go there because they don't understand the difference between price per coin and market cap. But that they just. They aren't what I'm looking for in the crypto space. I don't think they're a scam. I think they're fine. Yeah. Whatever they can exist if that's what you want. Like, I don't really think they're a scam. I just like, I don't like them. Oh, EOS. EOS. I saw a stat a couple weeks ago. How did I not mention that? Saying that 85% of the devs that were on EOS have now left. Um, And I don't say we're fucking two years in and what projects have really come out. They've tried to make some projects, but I got to say, I got to say, now that you mentioned that, that is one kind that I'm a little proud of in the sense that always thought EOS was bullshit, always got a lot of crap for it. And even when Brent and I got to go to Thailand for that conference, I was very surprised that like a bunch of the developers and people that we were meeting there were like very like pro EOS and they were very anti Cardano from what I remember, right, Brent? Yeah. And I remember I like do. it definitely was one of the things that made me kind of like second guess, like, all right, so these people are in it and I'm obviously not. They have a different layer of knowledge that I don't and they totally disagree with me. But then when I heard their reasonings and kept seeing other things, I'm just like, nah, man, this is still, this just feels like, I don't know, maybe there's, a, I don't know why, maybe they were just willing to throw more money around or maybe, <laughs> you know, you admire the, the the people you're trying to be like. But yeah, EOS, I was never, ever sold on it. Just the way they do things, the way they set it all up, the way it wasn't even really, truly a decentralized vision or the ridiculous multiple like, rounds of fundraising, just keep giving me money, just keep giving me money till we raise a billion dollars or whatever. It was just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, would have to agree with that. Yeah. No no vision, no positive vision for EOS EOS on the future. And still no positive vision for Tron either. 
<laughs> and EOS, no positive vision, not interested. Those will be the ones that it feels like we can hang our hat on when they go down or when they stop working or whatever. But it's not even a hot take anymore, man. Like anybody with a brain in the space is is off EOS, including the 85% of the developers. I do remember when we had Hashoshi on the show. He said from a developer standpoint, it was slightly easier than developing for Ethereum, especially if you already had an Ethereum development done because you could just port it over super easily. Right. Uh, so, but if now even the developers are leaving, like that's it. And so, okay. Yeah. Well, closing thoughts are there. Remember, we're not financial advisors, despite the fact that we are calling all of these scams. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest your money in it. It doesn't mean that you should either. I don't care what you do with your money. You should do your own research. You should figure out what to do with your money. You understand all of the risks involved. There are lots of risks in this space. We want more money. <laughs> and it's... Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is entertainment. This is clearly entertainment. Very much like South Park is entertainment, uh, even though it's live on uh, HBO Max with missing five episodes now. So I don't know if you saw that one. They took all the Muhammad references out of uh, out of South Park. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even have like the censored like stick on hbo max their uh, super best friends is gone cartoon wars one and two and the other one where they he was in the bear suit so all right well pig. yeah oh man bear pig they can't have no no no, 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 no. Uh, muhammad, when yeah. muhammad was hiding in a bear suit oh, okay because they couldn't draw him so they drew a bear suit and said he was in there all right <laughs> all right so check out our podcast website all that stuff cryptobasicpodcast.com We'll see you there. We'll see you on the next episode. Later, everybody. See ya.